I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a really special and lovely and beautiful guest. Her name is Adriana Flood, and she's the owner and practitioner of Lucia Crystals. She brings so much love and passion to her clients by empowering them to elevate their well-being through her Reiki services and beautiful Reiki-infused crystals. She's also a certified life coach, Reiki and breathwork practitioner, and she's also a student of mine diving into her mediumship abilities. So she loves to give back to the community, and this year she's committed to donating a portion of her sales to BC Children's Hospital. So welcome, Adriana. Thank you so much for being a guest. Oh, thank you, Melissa. What an awesome opening and welcome. You have me blushing and smiling in your ear. Well, it's awesome to have you because I know that you listen to the you listen to the podcast. So it's really cool to have you here and thank you for sharing this time with us. Oh, thank you. It's honestly an honor. It's actually been a dream to be a guest. So yeah, thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm excited. Wonderful. Well, okay, we can begin here. I think with just chatting a little about how your spiritual journey, how did it really begin? Yeah, for sure. Before I start, I just want to share my intention for this episode. My intention really is to bring hope and encouragement. I hope to really inspire and bring healing and have the listeners maybe even laughing. But ultimately, my hope is I really hope to point you back to you and your soul and your heart that it truly it truly knows what's best for you. So yeah. Okay, so my spiritual journey. Yeah. So of course, it evolved so much over the years, but I was born into a very like religious Catholic home. Like mm-hmm. un- uncles are priests, aunts are nuns, church every Sunday. And I, from a young age, like I always believed in like God and angels and Holy Spirit and that God could speak to you through dreams and signs and wonders and miracles and all, all that stuff. But I think reflecting back, it was more of like, there was such a fear of God, like I better be good or fire and brimstone is coming after me kind of thing. Yes, yes. Right? So it definitely evolved over the years. And I would say through the hardest times of my life, especially when I was 19, I went through, or no, not 1921, 1921 was kind of a dark time. I went through like a deep depression and I was in a toxic relationship and I just, I needed something more. I just, anyways, it's a long story, but through that heartache and break, it was kind of that breakdown to break through. And I ended up going to a different church. My poor mom thought I joined like a cult. It was like a Pentecostal oh, church. <laughs> so, so dramatic, such a martyr, right? And the, they're traditional Catholic. Like they don't, 
that's yeah. the thing, right? They're going to be like, oh my God, my, my daughter joined this cult. I actually, I had a tattoo. She thought I got that at the church. It was quite funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. and uh, so it evolved. So I started going to this Pentecostal church and I was like, wow, like God loves me. He's not mad at me. He wants to help me. So right. it just, it really just brought me to this place of a love of God, a love of life. I had like a new lease on life. I got out of the toxic relationship and I really started doing that deep inner work when I was like 21 and now I'm almost 38 and then it evolved again through my sister Lucy's passing and then it evolved again just this last year with the health crisis with my baby boy that we're going to dive into but that's kind of where I'm at in my journey like I'm constantly open evolving expanding to life to God to the angels just trusting the journey through the ups and the downs and all the craziness that life can be. Right. Well, I, I can see that. I think it's true for lots of us that there's, there seems to be some kind of catalyst, usually something that kind of sparks that change. But then I think over time we have several of those experiences, some of them more dramatic than others but really we have these spiritually transformative experiences that really change us so it sounds like yeah that's been an an evolving thing for you and how I I was wondering how how does your mom feel now like about your relationship with spirit relationship with God like is she a little bit does she understand a bit more now oh yeah and like I'm an adult like I'm almost 40 like what is she yeah, really, what is she really yeah. gonna say like she yeah. sees that I'm happy she sees yeah she sees how much I like love my husband I love my kid and she's watched me go through hell and yeah she sees that I'm committed to prayer to my faith in God and I think she may not like that I don't go to church every Sunday but I, I she sees that I have the faith and the prayer yeah. and I think that's really what she cares about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I relate to that totally and I, I was also gonna mention to you do you remember how we ended up finding each other? Oh my God. Uh, yes. I love that. Okay. I'm really excited to share this. So you have to, you have to share it. Yeah. There's, so there's two parts. So okay. we met, it would have been just about a year after my sister passed and I was going into a new role. I was leaving this company that I worked for, for about five, six years. I was in a management role. Anyways, I left for this new company da-da, and I brought on an acquaintance of mine. She was my assistant manager. We were running this boutique together and She's just like, you got to meet this woman named Melissa. Like, you need to have a reading. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. This reading is a pretty doom and gloom. She goes, no, no, no. Like, she's real deal. Like, you got to meet her. So I was open. I was excited. And I remember walking into your home. It was in your basement suite where you were doing the readings. And like, right away, you just had this peaceful, calm energy. I think Avery was running around. She probably would have been only like three. She would have been. She probably had like no pants on or something. (laughs) Actually, I think she was in her, like, yeah, she was in a dress or diaper. I don't remember, but I remember she was there. And just lovely energy. And we had the most incredible evidential reading and it was life-changing because it was nothing that I've ever experienced before like I've had readings before but there's always some kind of curse or hex on you or you're doomed you need this magic potion to whatever bullshit so it was just incredible you you gave me so much evidence about my sister about an old friend of mine and you really it was also like a blend of coaching and I really loved that so you really empowered me and then life-changing, awesome. And then six years later, it was last year, actually, around this time. 
So during my son's health crisis, my little baby boy went to the hospital. He had this really rare illness, like no exaggeration. Like I think there's four kids in the world that had what he had similar. That was, that was documented in medical literature. So there may have been more, but not documented. Right. And it was just awful. He was five weeks old and I'm going through my postpartum depression, like everything, the rug is pulled from under this, like, holy crap, like what's going on anyways. And this, during my prayer and meditation, this Melissa kept coming to my mind, I'm like, Melissa, who's, who's Melissa? I have a cousin named Melissa. And as the weeks went going on, the more and more I prayed, the more I meditated, it was clear that I needed to be in touch with you. So I reached out to my friend and I'm like, hey, what's that psychic medium's name, her last name? I know it's Melissa, but what is it? So she brought me to, or no, she sent me the link to your page and I kind of forgot about it. I didn't look at it. And I went on my walk and I knew that it was more than just a reading with you. It was, it was to be empowered, to be encouraged, to be inspired. And I also had this kind of like download, like my clairvoyance, my clear audience that we would be doing mentorship together. That would be like a collaboration, this really special connection. I'm like, okay, okay. Like I'm going to book it. I'll book it. I'll book it. A couple of days go by. Don't book it. Well, this is amazing. Here's one of my signs. We'll kick it off. Yeah. Walking around BC Children's Hospital. And I for, like, I'm not even thinking about connecting with you. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this piece of paper on the side of the road in the ditch. And in capital letters, in capital letters, it says Melissa with a black feather over it. What? I forgot you told me this, yeah. but I totally forgot about this. This yeah. is why. Right? And I'm like, okay, boom, booked. And it, I didn't, like, I didn't look back. I was like, okay, sp like, spirit really wants me to book. And it, it, and like, here we are. Like, it's just incredible. Like, wow. The, like, it really needed to nudge me. And I'm so happy it did because it just brought me so much hope and healing and it gave me strength for the six months of hell ahead that I was going to wow. go through. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I forgot. Yeah. I really forgot that you had got that piece of paper. It was I huge. Mean, like Melissa, capital letters, black feather, like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to booking. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. How much more, I almost feel like how much more could they do? Like, right. That was totally one of those things that, I mean, we can see now obviously meant to happen of and course. meant but in the moment, it was probably like a little bit like, oh, wow, like this is very, this is not your everyday kind of occurrence, that kind of sign anyway. Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you you listened to that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'll back up a bit. How about like when it came to your business, like really stepping into the coaching and the crystal, the crystal business? Yeah. Like, how did sure. that? Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of background. So my, my career background is almost oh my god like almost 20 years in retail so I was a licensed makeup artist coupled with 10 years of leadership management experience so like a trainer also coaching and mentoring other managers through the different through two different beauty retailers that I worked at so I would really say when I was 30 when my sister passed after that I really I needed to find some stuff that really helped me with my stress helped me cope I mean managing a team oh my god like I had a team of 60 it was nuts and so I got into Reiki into breathwork into meditation and getting more into boxing, things that like lit my spirit and helped me cope also with the stress, but things that I loved. And I actually hired, I worked with two business coaches, not at the same time, but over the years. And they really helped me grow personally, professionally. And I knew that I wasn't going to last in retail for much longer. I just needed to buy some time because I knew there was something coming that I didn't know exactly. So it was probably like 
two years out before I officially resigned. I just resigned, resigned before COVID. Go figure. Funny, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, so I knew I wanted to do coaching and I'm like, oh my God, like I love Reiki. I love breathwork. I love this stuff. Like, why don't I just do my own business of that? <laughs> and then, so it, I launched it originally. The business was called Avanti Wellness. And because it was COVID, it was a little crazy. Like it's hard to kind of find, at least my experience, it was challenging to get clients. So I did have some Reiki clients, a few of them and like a coaching client. And one day I was in the shower and that's where like I get my best inspiration. Do you find that? Right? Yes. Shower and also when I'm getting ready, like doing my makeup, that's another time. Mm, Yeah. Right. So I was in the shower, TMI. Sorry, I don't want to give anyone a visual in the shower. (laughs) And, And I... I had the inspiration. I'm like, oh my God, like it's right in front of my face. And I need right away. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do, I'm going to add on crystals. Like I'm going to do a crystal. This goes hand in hand with the Reiki meditation. And the vision behind it too is like, this can't just be any crystal store. There's so many on social media. Like I need to have passion. Like I have to bring my passion. I have to bring my expertise. I have to do something that I really am going to be proud of. So the vision was to really encourage and inspire my clients through the Reiki, through the breathwork, through the coaching and the crystals as a tool for them to connect with through their home, their office, their meditation and so on. And the vision was, okay, like, what am I going to name it? Boom. My sister's name, the one who's in spirit, her name is Lucia, but I'm like, I don't want to call it Lucia crystals. I want to have some little zat, like sass to it. <laughs> so I called it Lucia. So the Z for like Zen so like Luzia crystals, and I really wanted to give back to the community. And like, so what charity? And funny enough, I wanted to donate to BC Children's. Little did I know that was going to be my home in two years time. Or we lived there for over like six months and then we're still an outpatient. So wow. that, that's kind of how the journey started. And it's evolved and changed and what works, what doesn't work through the ups, through the downs and of course, I closed, I shut it down when my son was sick, but we're just relaunching again. New site, new vision, new passion. I'm going to integrate my psychic mediumship and oracle readings, tie it into the Reiki. And of course, beautiful crystals and jewelry. Yeah. Well, what I, I noticed, it's really cool that that was your intention, that you really wanted to bring that spark to it and kind mm-hmm. of make it because I really find that Anytime I see any of your images or anytime I see anything that you have, I mean, I've, I have some of your pieces and you've mm. gifted me pieces and it's like, they're all very, very beautiful. And I feel like you can kind of feel the difference. Like you can feel mm. that there's something really unique. Mm. So I think you did an awesome job at differentiating yourself because it's true there's a ton there's a million places that people can get crystals and you can get them on amazon and whatever right yeah but there is this feeling that there is something really really different about the intent and also different with the energy so that is something that i think does translate thank you i I forgot to mention duh i do (laughs) i energetically cleanse the crystals and i do reiki over them with the intention to bring peace to bring healing and even the supplier that i source from it's here in richmond they're well-known and even they give back to charity. So it's all about the good energy, the good karma, giving mm-hmm. back. And yeah. Mm. I love that. And I think that it's it's also what I've noticed too is that you are so psychic. I mean, you're <laughs> but you're also very, very psychic. So anytime that you have an idea and inspiration, 
I just can see that you go for it. And I think that you're really wise to do that because literally you're getting that inspiration and those ideas from spirit. So I, I mm-hmm. really see that that's, like, that's very apparent. So yeah, I love that. So I know I really wanted to touch on your beautiful sister, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And yes, if you could tell us how your relationship is now that she's in the spirit world. Yeah, of course. So she was the eldest of the family. So I'm the youngest of six. So we have 17 years apart. And uh, just a quick touch on a little bit on the background. Like she was, she would have been like a young mom to me, really. Like she was always taking me places, this and that. So what I loved about her was her cool, fun, easygoing nature. And I had this really incredible experience with her. And you remember when I was talking about that expansion that happened when she passed? So I want to touch on that because it was life-changing and that's how our relationship and spirit really started so she passed from cancer and the family the immediate family was there her last days around her and it was probably it was the night before she actually passed like we didn't really leave her bedside maybe for like an hour here hour there just to get food or try to sleep or whatever Mm -hmm. and I remember I was in the community room or whatever at the BC cancer place and I went to sleep And it was just like, just imagine now you closing your eyes and you open your eyes. That's how my dream was. It was just so real. So I had this dream, but it wasn't just any dream. It was like our souls met. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I literally opened my eyes in my dream and I could Mm -hmm. see the room as clear as day as it was. And I see this glorious light on the patio outside and it's her, it's in her, in her spirit form. And it was Mm -hmm. like, no light, no when you see angels in movies and TVs and have this glorious light, like that's nothing. Like I, there's no way to describe it because it's it was angelic, it was heavenly, it was godly, it wasn't of this earth. And mm-hmm. it was her spirit, and I could see her face, and it was just this ball of light. And she was walking around, and she was looking kind of on the patio. And I go, "Oh my God, Lou, Lou, Lucy!" And she looked at me, and then she hid. And then I woke up, and it was almost like I sensed that her soul left her body, and she was exploring the, yes. the realm. Yes. And yeah, right. And that just changed my life because I was just like, there's got to be so much more. You know, at that point, I believed in like a heaven and hell. And I'm just like, oh, like all the like teachings and stuff kind of, not that it went out the window, but more expansion, more just trusting the energy and that we are, co- we are connected. Like she's not off in this realm that I can't talk to her. Like she, she knows right now, I know she's here. She's listening. I'm sure she's having like a champagne, like she's having but that 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 experience just it just changed my life and it opened me up to so many possibilities I think and just connecting with angels and just other spirits too what an absolutely incredible gift that she gave you Mm -hmm. in that experience and also it's almost like it was her spirit's way of like giving you a blessing giving you like a little kiss goodbye like I'm here and you can still can still access me you can still you can see me you can feel me mm. and I think that's just one of the most that would be so life changing affirming oh. like just opening the door wow. to such a relationship mm. I'm getting emotional just just thinking about it like wow like I'm lost for words yeah well she I mean anytime I connect with her and feel her energy she is just such a like forced to be reckoned with I feel like she's so strong and she's mm. so 
loving. Mm-hmm. And so the way that it feels, even when you talk about her, there's just this feeling of yeah, that she's like, she will literally move heaven and earth to make sure that, that she's still there. And I feel such a, it's always this connection with your son. Like, I feel that she really, really had such a huge part in supporting you guys oh, through yeah. she all of the illness and all of that. Like, I think that she, she took everything sort of into her 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 own hands and she was basically like <laughs> watching over watching over the doctors watching yeah. over the nurses making sure everyone's doing it right and, and she I actually think- was a nurse she actually was a nurse which also when we were in the hospital i'm like okay she's orchestrating the best people for us <laughs> oh 100 percent. then that makes perfect sense yeah, yeah. Well, I, I that's so amazing i yeah she's just like one of those i feel like she's such a unique and such a amazing person and I just think that love just lives on in so many ways so it's so Mm. beautiful to to experience that Mm. I know that she has sent you so many amazing signs so I just love for you to tell us about all of these signs and just like tell us the whole story and just take your time because I think these stories really are very helpful to people and I think also super inspiring. Yeah, for sure. Well, I can't tell you all because we'll be here for a few hours, but (laughs) I do have three specific ones that I want to share. And then I have two from the hospital that I want to share later, but we will, we'll talk about the the couple. So that experience when she, before she passed, just like I said, life changing. Now, so, okay. Here's the background story. So my boyfriend, who is now my husband at the time, we dated long distance. Literally, I'd see him once or twice a year for two years. He lived in Ireland. I lived here in Canada. And bless God for social media, voice notes, and all the things that we could do to keep in touch. And anyways, we had this long distance dating. And towards towards the end of the second year, it was just becoming really difficult, like really painful. We were waiting on his visa. It wasn't coming through. It was a complete surrender because you're literally waiting. There's nobody like, okay, it's going to be five more days and you're going to get an answer. No, it's like you had to wait. So anyways, he finally got his visa. Okay. And this is what happened the morning that he got his visa. So at the time I had this condo downtown. I was working in Kitsilano. I remember waking up and I had this, my routine, I would do like a super lemony hot water <laughs> and I squeeze two lemons in my cup. I walk, I go to the washroom, I wash my face, do my makeup, whatever. I come back. And before I sit my cup, I just said a little prayer to Lou. I'm going to call her Lou. That's my nickname for Lucy. I had it all, Lou. Like, I just, I know you had something to do. I know you had something to do with it. Thank you for helping me and Niall. And I know you're helping me, so thank you. I go to take a sip out of my cup. And there is the perfect smile in my cup with the lemon seeds. Two eyes, one nose, and a freaking mouth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, come on. Like. I've never seen that. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's you, Lou. That's you. And it was interesting, too, because it was November 26th. I have the timestamp. I took a photo of it. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking on our Instagram post, we need to show these some of these signs because they're ridiculous. Definitely. And the 26th was the date she passed. So it was very interesting how that 26th showed up again. And I was wow. like, oh, my God, Lou. Like, wow, that was you. I go on with my day at work. Da, 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 da. Other cool things happen. And then in the evening... I come back and I have a shower or whatever and I, I kind of doubt it. So I do the same routine again. I, 
I, I get my two lemons. I put it in a cup. I go, Lou, if that was you, can you just, can you just do it one more time? Just one more time. I just need to say, it. I walk to the washroom. Two minutes later, I come back. Boom. The perfect smile is in my cup. So the two, like two eyes, one nose, the perfect, there was enough seeds. And it was just like, oh my God. Like Lucy was so happy that my husband was what my husband to be was going to move to Canada. Mm -hmm. So it was just amazing. So I got a picture. We're going to add it to your post so people can see. It's, yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Wow. Right. So that's one of them. Another one, like I would always have dreams and stuff about her that were really cool and healing, but we won't get into that. <clears throat> and another time was it was my stag before I was getting married and I was just going with my other two sisters, my maid of honor, my nieces. So Lucy, Lucy's kids, they're not kids, they're 25, but in my mind, <laughs> and, and a good friend of mine. And that was it. And I remember saying a prayer to Lou and I'm like, oh, Lou, I wish you were there, but I know you're with us. Give me a sign that you're near. And I kind of went on with my day and I was packing my luggage and I go grab this designer purse that I have. I don't care for designer purses or anything, but one of my employees bought it for me. So this purse only comes out for special events because it's very expensive. <laughs> and I probably only worn it twice or three times at that time. <clears throat> and I go to something in me says, open up the side zipper. I open up the side zipper and I don't know how, but this white small feather was in the side zipper of a sealed purse that I only wear like twice in my life. Wow. So I was like, okay, Lou, that's you. You're saying hi. I get it. Hi. Uh, this is awesome. I'm so excited. So there was that. And the last one I want to share. So this was when I was pregnant. I was two months in. My pregnancy was horrible. So thankful for my baby. Don't get me wrong, but it was whew, the nausea, the puking, the no sleeping. I had every symptom that you could imagine. <laughs> And that's really, really tough, right? Every smell, puking. Anyways, I was pretty depressed. And like, I'm a happy, outgoing, like happy-go-lucky person. I like to be active. I like to do my thing. And mm -hmm. I couldn't do shit. Like I was, like I was, it was hard. The first trimester was sucked. And I remember, so we lived downtown at the time. And my husband was working in the solarium. And I remember crying and I'm like, I don't know if I should continue with Luzia crystals. I just don't know. Like the sales have been low this month. Like, what do I do? He's like, babe, like give it some time. And, and he was talking and I went, oh my God. And the cutest baby hummingbird <laughs> was just Aww. in front of the window. And when I think of Lucy, I think of a hummingbird. Yes. And she's giving me, like, I've never seen a hummingbird in real life. That was the first time I've ever seen, like I've seen it on TV, but not in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this little baby hummingbird. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, well, there you go. There's your answer. You need to keep going with Luzia. And I'm like, that was totally Lucy. And it, the bird left and then it came back and it danced in front of the window and left. So that was cool. But that, was, that wasn't even like the big sign. And then right. I, I kind of have my daily routine where I do my meditation, my prayer, and like my Palo Santo, my candles, my oracle cards, whatever. And I needed to go get a lighter. And so I head out to the dollar store and something in me says, get matches. And I was like fighting with myself. I'm like, ugh, matches. I'm not getting matches. They're so messy, lighter, whatever. But I kind of just, this tug was like, get matches. So I'm at the dollar store and there's probably rows and rows of matches. I grab whatever match. I come home, da da da, do my thing. I go to light my Palo Santo and like spirit was very clear as like, open it the full like open up the like the those like dollar store cam matches you have to kind of open them there's this spilling everywhere and i didn't want to open it but i'm like okay whatever and there it was 
Lucy inside the matches. Like someone wrote or she wrote or whoever. But at that moment, I picked those, those candles. I keep saying candles, those matches. But her name uh, was in it. It said, Lucy, I have a picture of it. Oh, my God. Uh, that, that you cannot even ever claim that. No one could claim that that's coincidence because the odds of that actually just being coincidental are so right. minuscule. I can't even fathom how that even, how does that even happen? And like anything. Yeah, it it's, you could feel it. It's from her, but like, that's amazing. And it was just like, she's there. She's guiding me. Like, trust me, Adri, like I'm with you. And I called my sisters and they're all crying. And then I told Aww. somebody else and this person was like, well, maybe it's this or that. I'm just so doubtful. Yeah. And I'm like, what? whatever i don't need to. and then i kind of learned a lesson i'm like not everybody some people i mean maybe even the listeners maybe oh, she's crazy like not everybody is gonna like what i have to say and it doesn't matter because that that sign was for me mm-hmm. and funny enough i went and i bought a couple more like uh, matches and none of them had names on them none of them had numbers none of them had symbols inside nothing it, that like i like and i knew it was her but just for fun i'm like oh we'll just grab a couple and see yeah yeah i think i think that's such a valid point because not only do other people sometimes do that, but even there's lots of listeners that will experience signs, but actually really, really have a hard time trusting mm. or doubt it. The thinking human mind, the logical analytical part of us sometimes does get the better of, of us. And so there's times when people do doubt, but I think what you like, what you've illustrated, especially with the matches is that you listen to that instinct that was just like get the matches get the matches even though you had no real reason like there was no logical reason to buy matches Mm. you didn't even really want to but you did it yeah and then when you saw open it up and saw her name i think it's the feeling that you would have got within your body but also just emotionally that would give you that indication like oh she's here you could feel it oh yeah so I just encourage people to recognize that, that it's when you've either been asking for a sign that you need a sign. I find it happens where you're not expecting it, but also when you're in need of it. And I think that was such a pivotal time for you. You really needed that reassurance. Mm-hmm. It, she basically did what she needed to do to make sure that you got it from her. So it's incredible. And what was so cool about that whole experience, like it just... It just boosted my confidence. Like, hey, like you do here, like trust your gut, trust your intuition and and go with it. And most of all, like I said, I was going to like just shut down my site and just call it a day. And that month ended up being one of my best month for sales. And not only the sales, like who cares about the money, but I made such amazing divine connections with people. And I remember like even another client, she wrote me like this huge paragraph. Like I wouldn't even say it's a paragraph. It was a page of just thanking me for this conversation that we had and how it changed her life. But imagine, imagine if I did give up, I wouldn't have get to pour into that client's life. I wouldn't have got to see, hey, like we actually had a good month. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was, it really, and it of course gave me encouragement just to have some faith in this pregnancy, even though it was hell at the time. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's like just when you really, really needed that. Yeah. And I think people may not, I know you, I know this, but people may not realize how much it takes for them, I think, to be able to orchestrate all of these things. Oh. Because not only does it take their energy and expertise to try and figure out the best way to 
to navigate to bring this information, these signs and all this to us. But then they also have to know how to get our attention. They have to work through our own our own doubts and our fears. And they have so much to, I think, really like look at and really figure out when it comes to that kind of communication. So mm-hmm. I just feel like so many times when people know it's a sign and it touches their heart, it must make them, I feel like it makes them so happy and so excited. Like I can see them almost being like high-fiving, like, yes, yes. Like, got it. She chose the matches. Like she wasn't yeah. going to get it. So I can just think that like, it's so, it must be so rewarding for them too, just to know that we're listening and that we know it's them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so those are the, those are the three that I wanted to touch upon and uh, later, I know you have other questions you want to ask me, but later I want to talk about the two incredible signs that happened while I was at the hospital. Or I can share them now. It's really up to you. Do you want me to just share them now while we're talking about signs? Yeah, sure. Why don't, yeah, why don't we? That sounds good. Okay, so this one's not, these two are like, I don't know. I, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book about the signs and circles because... I just need to. I, I started actually taking photos of like these things that have happened or and like writing them down because there's just so many. So anyways, it was probably, <clears throat> excuse me, it was probably last year around this time, end of June, my son had his first procedure and it was very like, it was scary. Like they're putting this like six week old under, obviously I trust the doctors and the surgeons and all that, but he was going to be under for three hours. So we're just a ball of nerves. So my hubby and I went for breakfast. I'm like, oh, let's go to Yolks. There's this really good breakfast place that I've heard of. And there's always a lineup. Let's go. So it was off of Camby Street. <clears throat> and I remember my husband saying, oh, we'll just park here. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a gong show. And then in my mind's eye, I, I had a flash of the street behind the restaurant. I go, no, no, no. Let's park behind. I think it's on 10th. There's a fan city bank there. And I know we're going to find parking. This is insane. So <laughs> as, we, as we park... I see it's 11, 11. I go to kiss him. And as I'm kissing him in my mind, I'm like, oh God, is my, Luca, my son, is he going to make it? As I say that, this white Jeep drives by me. Now, Lucy had a white Jeep. So there's been many divinely timed moments with this white Jeeps that come across my path when I'm asking like the most like intense question or prayer ever. Yeah. So we yeah. kiss at 11, 11, angel number. I say in my mind, oh, God, is he going to make it? I see the white Jeep go by at the exact same time. And then I go, babe, look, it's a white Jeep at 11-11. He goes, oh, awesome. And here's the craziest part. It turns down a street. No joke. Look it up on a map behind Camby and Tenth. The street, I swear to God, long life place. What? Swear to God, it's on the map. (laughs) <laughs> so we kissed at 11-11, angel number. In my mind, God, is he going to make it? There's the white Jeep giving me hope and encouragement. And then the white Jeep turns down long life place. I swear to God, you get to look it up on the map. It's there. That, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot make that up. No. And also, just the fact that you were going to park somewhere else and then you went the other way and then you saw the Jeep. And then you had the you had the number, you saw the Jeep, and then that's the street that it's turning down. Like you can't even I know. And I told my husband, I go, I'm like, I think I'm going nuts. Does that say long life place? He's like, Oh my god, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Wow. That, I mean, and so that must have just given you both this just like surge of hope and like comfort. It did. And it was just, I just was like, wow. I, I had to look again. Like I had to look a few times because I couldn't believe that the street name was Long Life Place. Like what the hell? Oh my God. I'm still in awe. Like just talking about it, I could see I, in my mind's eye. I see it as clear as day. Like wow, 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 wow. That and again, that what you talk about—that divine orchestration that spirit has to do all those things. Like we could have parked right in front of the restaurant if we wanted to, but I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's busy. Like it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. to get out. It's clustered. Like let's just park in the back where it's quiet. Yeah. Wow. Well, it goes to show. Also, oftentimes we do miss i think those little cues those little messages that nudges that are like uh maybe i'll park somewhere else and we we might even ignore it so it makes me think of how many times maybe we may have missed in the past Mm. these miraculous occurrences because we just maybe sometimes are not totally listening to that intuition so i think it's it's miraculous on her part because she's so amazing that she could make all of this happen but I also think it's amazing on your part because you you were listening you were listening to your intuition and you're trusting it and so together like those two things you have an amazing amazing sister and spirit and then you're also listening so then it's like all of this stuff is just it can happen it's possible because of that so it's it's pretty it's pretty beautiful Mm -hmm. and then the last one I want to share at the hospital Another like insane one that I have a picture of that we're going to show on your Instagram post (laughs) is, so this was October 11th, so just last year, 2021. And now we were like in our fifth month at the hospital, numerous procedures has failed, very touch and go. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like, is he going to live? Is he not going to live? Like, what is our life? Like, it was just insane. And uh, it was almost lunchtime. And I remember the nurse came in to switch his bags or whatever. He was hooked up to a machine. And I just remember praying and saying, because we were get, we were about to, he was about to have a huge surgery that had a high risk that it wasn't going to work, but we needed to try something new. And not that day, but up and coming, the surgeons were meeting. And I remember praying and I said, God, like, I'm just, give me the strength because I, Like, are we going to be here for a year? Is he going to even come home with us? Like, how does that look? Like, I'm just so scared. Like, and then something came over me, this peace. And I just said, oh God, I just surrender. Like, I can't keep wondering. It's killing me. I just need to surrender and take it moment by moment, second by second. And I remember saying, thank you, angels. And then all of a sudden, I hear this big boom. And I'm like, what was that? I turn around. And oh my God, this freaking hawk is outside of my window on the seventh floor, just staring right back at me. And I was like, <laughs> sorry, I've never seen a hawk back up close before, ever. But it gets even crazier. Just listen to this. So I'm like, oh my God, there's a freaking hawk. And the nurse is like, wow, wow. And I run to the window. And I am like, my nose is on that window. This hawk and I were face to face. Like, our, if there was no glass, our noses would have touched. And it was so beautiful and was healing. And there was like medicine in that moment. It was spirit medicine from this animal because he was so majestic. I could see all the hues and all the colors and his beautiful eyes and his nose. I'm like, how the, what the, how is he? And then I just stopped all the questions and I just looked at him and he, he was there for about five minutes. No joke. I took some pictures. I got a video 
I noticed he had bells on his feet. So I'm like, okay, he's trained. But still, out of all the rooms in the hospital, at the exact moment when I thanked my angels, when I'm just in like that dark kind of moment, but trusting. And then he like opened his wings. He did a little cry. And I, it was just, it gave me hope. And what was amazing, I was like, oh, I got to look up the meaning for a hawk. Like, what does it mean? And I looked up the meaning and it was like, if a hawk lands in front of you, it means to stay calm in a chaotic, stressful time, to take the high road, the aerial view, to have a higher perspective. And it was just so insightful. And it was literally that next day that my son started improving and there was this huge turnaround. He didn't need to have the surgery. It was very much miraculous. I'm not saying the hawk did it. I feel like <laughs> I'm not saying that. I believe there, yeah. there was miraculous. I believe there was heaven didn't move for him, but I also believe, of course, the doctors, they mm -hmm. did the procedure, but he had a huge turnaround and it was exactly a month after to that day that I saw the hawk that we were discharged. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. It's miraculous in so many ways and i think it's really the fact that it was that exact moment where you just were so in that space of questioning mm. and then all of a sudden it's like there's this answer and it's not saying like okay this is how it's gonna work out but just that it's giving you exactly what you need in that moment giving you that solace giving you that feeling of like okay i can stay calm i can do this and it has a profound effect mm -hmm. oh, and yeah i have a beautiful picture i can't wait for you to see it and actually for the viewers to see it <laughs> uh, viewers yeah. sorry the listeners oh it's fantastic i'm so glad that you had the presence of mind to take that photo <laughs> like take um, the photo and be present take the photo now go be present <laughs> yeah no it's just incredible it's just incredible and also, the fact that, okay, so I see Lucas pictures all the time. Yeah. This boy, I'm sorry, but he is quite possibly the most <laughs> angelic, cherub-looking baby boy I've ever seen. Like, this boy is just, he's so cute. Thank he's you. He's so amazing. His eyes, every time I look into his eyes, I'm like, this boy is such a wise little soul. And I just feel like he's here as he's here for such a big purpose, but it's like, he is a healer himself. Like he's oh, yeah. this little healer and it's incredible to look at him and think it wasn't that long ago that he was literally in the hospital yeah. through all of this. And you literally could not, if you just met him and didn't know anything, you could not tell. It's just like, he's full of so much energy, so much life. And mm -hmm. it's like. He's just no big deal. Like, I think to him, he's just happy. He's yeah. loving life. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. His name actually, when we named him, so Luca in Italian, some Italian, it means light. And that was my intention. Like, that was my prayer. Like, God, I want Luca to be a light in this world. I want him to bring healing. I want him to bring love. I want him to really to be who he wants to be. But that intention of him being a light to this world and bringing that peace, that joy, that healing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And he is 100%. You can see it. You can feel it. It's something so amazing. So I can't wait until I get to meet him soon. And I yes, he's gonna love you. Uh, I'm so but I mean, that those signs, I just feel like those are just such a blessing to just even hear about and, and you speak of because those are so incredible. So I love it. So I know that will be helpful to others as well. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to actually ask you about is to do with 
the challenging parts of grief and loss. Yeah. What do you think is really like, from your perspective, your experience, what was the hardest part? Or there's, or, there's lots of things that were hard. <laughs> Let me just, yeah. I probably, I probably can't answer that with one word. I think it's going to have to yeah. be multifaceted here. Grief, yeah. grief, whether it be like the death or even I was grieving through Luca. Like I was grieving my old life. I was grieving this new life. I was grieving, is he going to make it? So grief is really unpredictable. I think that's what's very challenging. Mm -hmm. I think of grief and there's been lots of people that I've read and the, the analogy is kind of like a wave. Some days water, other days you're floating a bit. And some days out of nowhere, it's just like a tsunami. It just hits you you're out. And I think that's what's really hard about grief, being unpredictable. And I think everybody copes so different. And I think honoring the way you want to cope. Like, for example, like my husband and I coped very different. I mean, we both were aligned to focus on Luca, give him lots of love, give him lots of peace, lots of prayer. Like we made that and to take care of ourselves and also one another. But I had a different way of processing things than he did, all that stuff. So just honoring one another and the differences. And I think the biggest thing too, oh, there's just so much I could say. <laughs> I think, can I share a bit what I've learned maybe? A little bit? Yeah. Yes. Any, anything. So that's the biggest thing that's challenging for me is just being unpredictable. You don't know what's going to hit you. You don't know how it's going to. And I think for me as someone like a manager, like in leadership, I I have like two, my two, five year, two years, five years plan <laughs> pretty much. I know what? we need to be flexible, but this, that kind of grief, it just hits you and it just knocks you out, just shakes you up. But through that pain, for me, I really learned and through trial and error and all this stuff, I really learned that I, if I opened myself up to the grief, Meaning really sitting with the pain as uncomfortable it is. And I think in our society, everything's going to be happy. We got to be positive. And we have these feelings for a reason. And whether I want to or not, they're going to come out if I deal with it now or if I deal with it later. I could stuff it down or I could feel it. So, and I'm not saying you need to sit and be miserable 24-7, but I'm saying there is a purpose for those tears and the anger and the bitterness and the anxiety and all the roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. So I found for me, I needed to feel it. And then something I would say to myself was find a dream, like find the moments, find the moments of peace, find the moments of joy, find the moments of rest, find the moments of laughter throughout your day to give you that hope, that encouragement, that boost that'll give me strength to go on with the day that you can, the grief can also exist with the joy. Not saying that the grief is good. I'm just saying that there can be joy. There can be moments of laughter. There can be moments of peace in your day. It doesn't need to be grief 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that being present. And I think too, what I learned with the grief through my sister's passing, but also even the challenges with Luca, that my relationships really shifted. And some friends that I thought that would be there, they weren't, or some of them were, of course, but some of them who I really thought would, they weren't really there. And people came out of the woodworks that I would never imagine that were so supportive. So, so I really had to let go of who's not there for me, who's there for me, taking the tap, like taking a tally, because at the end of the day, everybody has stuff. Whether I know it or not, like, it doesn't mean that someone doesn't care. It, they could be going through a hard time themselves and they don't have the capacity to be there for me. And ultimately, I need to take care of me. Like, like for example, you, you were so inspiring to me, but ultimately you're not there to take care of me and do the work. I have to do the work. So 
just giving myself that grace in the moment to moment and having really good boundaries. I found I really knew to be wise with what I shared and who I shared it with. Because again, I know some people, again, don't have the capacity to hold space, be compassionate. And I found a lot of people would say, my kid had X, your kid will be fine. Don't worry. And honestly, it pissed me off. I was like, how dare you? You don't know me. You don't know what my son has. And here's yeah. the thing. Like it was like, God bless them because you know what? they were just trying to encourage me. And I get that. But in the moment, yeah. I felt there's so much rage. And I'm like, no, like, I don't need you to band-aid this shit. You, you can't take away my pain. Like, I don't need that. And I, what I realized, and don't get me wrong, I used to do that with people too, because you want to try to fix, you want to try to help. And sometimes yeah. just listening is, is what I really needed. So what I would say to people is, listen, I don't need a cliche. I don't need some cheesy line. I don't want to hear about whatever you want to share. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. I sounded brutal, but I would say, all I really want is prayer and just check in on me ask me how you're doing tell me a funny joke tell me something awesome about your life I just when there was selected few like one or two good friends of mine that I could share my heart with because it was draining and yeah. even with my family my sister my sister Daniela I'm like I'm exhausted like you need to be the liaison of the updates I'm, I'm I can't I can't I have no capacity all I have the strength for is taking care of myself and my husband and Luca, I can't care about anybody else right now. And and that was a boundary. So again, it was, you will learn through trial and error, what works for you, what doesn't. And just because that worked for me, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Wow. And then finally, I think the biggest thing is find something to get you moving. Some days I can imagine it's hard to get out of bed and do the simplest of tasks, but I was getting back into some walkings, time in nature, meditating, listening to music. I started once Luca was a little bit better I started going to boxing again I'd step away when my husband was there so I started getting back to things that got me moving and just so it's not literally doom and gloom 24 7 and it just kind of helped me help me cope it helped me get through it and also I think sorry one more thing it was hard to because life was still happening whether I liked it or not we missed, my husband celebrated his first Father's Day there. I missed Lucy's daughter's wedding. Like that was like, I really didn't want to miss her wedding. But I'm like, Luca's number one right now. I Like if something happens to him and I'm out in Cloverdale, wherever her wedding was, I will never forgive myself. So we missed her wedding. We celebrated our anniversary there. We had my birthday there. And it was just like, well, life is moving. And it reminded me again, like obviously I was happy for my niece and whatever, but I knew Something that gave me hope and faith was like, this isn't going to last forever. I'm not going to live in the hospital for the rest of my life. I'm not going to live. I'm going to trust and believe for better days. So I kind of envisioned, we would talk about what are we going to do when we get out of the hospital? Where are we going to go for our first road trip? Mm -hmm. And it would even just be the simple things of, oh, I can't wait to have my bed back. I can't wait to go pee in the toilet with nobody in the room. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I sorry. I think I just went on a rabbit trail. I was kind of just sharing the challenges, but also like the different yeah. kind of ways of coping with boundaries and, and, and just really surrender, really surrendering, surrendering to the grief, to the pain, and just allowing, allowing myself to be and trusting and trusting the path. And of course, there was psychologists there, and there was a woman that I connected with whose spiritual care that really also helped. That were that created a safe space for me to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just talking about it now, it's, it's quite, it's quite healing. So thank you. No, well, thank you for sharing. And there's so much wisdom in what you're saying. And I want to say it's so amazing, like so much credit to you for communicating and telling people what you needed from them. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the time when people don't do that, like either we just don't 
I don't know. I just, I see that people may, or they may not even know what they need. So I think it's good that you shared it because then someone else who could be in a similar situation or grieving or going through something of a difficult or traumatic time, at least then maybe they can think to themselves, what, oh, is that something that I need? Do I need to just tell someone, hey, I don't need you to make this better. I don't need you to give me a bunch of whatever like you said the cliche terms I just need you to kind of be here with me and like just check in on me and let's just go from there and I think mm-hmm. that could be super helpful for someone listening definitely and it protect it protected my relationships too because when people say boundaries oh boundaries you're keeping people out it's like no like I'm I'm I, this is a, a requirement yeah. that I need to keep the yeah. relationship thriving Otherwise, yeah. we're, I'm just going to snap. Yeah. So it, 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 it also kept, it also protected my emotions because that mm. I was so fragile. Like I really, like yeah. I said, I felt like I couldn't breathe for those six months. Yeah, I think that's a, that's such a good point that those boundaries are there really as a, as a way to keep the relationship strong. Mm. And so good for you for recognizing it and implementing it and uh, yeah, being very mindful of, I think, it's wise what you're saying about mindful of how you shared or who you shared with so you could get through it and just like keep yourself keep yourself in that really protected space that's a vulnerable it's a vulnerable place and it's a vulnerable time in so many ways yeah but what about hopes and dreams for the future oh yes lots well I'm just excited for the summer. Like we were cooped in that hospital. So we're gonna go away this weekend for Father's Day. We're gonna make it extra special for hubby. And I'm excited to just really just enjoy the summer. I mean, I know Vancouver, the weather's kind of sucky right now, but I'm comfortable with the cool, the rain. Yeah. Me and you, we like the rain and the yeah. coolness. You don't like the heat. I'm with it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited to, I'm excited to get Luzia Christmas back up. I'm just excited to connect with like-minded people. I'm excited to get back into some fitness and health. Like I, ugh, that, that yeah. last year's aged me, but I'm getting my good moisturizers in. And I'm looking forward to continue to develop my mediumship, my psychic skill set. I love, I love connecting and being mentored by you. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what collabs will conspire from this. And yeah. in the future, yeah, I see, I see Ireland, I see Italy, I see some traveling happening. I definitely like in the future want to write a book on signs and miracles and intuition for sure. But mm. I'm just right now in this space of just being just enjoying my cup of coffee i can walk around in my under if i want there's no doctor in the house <laughs> like I, I i had my privacy gone for so long yeah. that just the simple little things that we take what's the word we take not take what's the word what i can't even think of the word for granted yeah we just don't appreciate yeah. it and like just with my, my son watching him grow watching him thrive like that just brings me so much joy so I'm open. I'm ready. I'm excited to grow. I'm excited to expand more. I'm looking forward to this new chapter and just, yeah, I'm ready. I'm here. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I feel it for you so much. And I am excited too, because there's so many things that you've been able to share with me, ideas, and there's so much inspiration there. And then also what I've seen in a relatively short time, you've had such amazing progress and breakthroughs when it comes to not only trusting what you receive, but really delivering, delivering the information and the connection with spirit. And it feels so strong and very, very healing that the, you could feel that the intention is to bring healing. And I Mm -hmm. think that's something that no matter how you choose to share it, 
that will be that's a part of you that always has been there and will always continue to be and it's just really exciting to see that develop so I'm thank you I'm super yeah I'm super excited for what's to come and how things will unfold and let people know where they can find you yeah for sure so my website landing page is up the shop the online shop isn't open yet, but we're I'm having an event coming up. If you're in Vancouver, June 26th on Ramble and 14th, there's going to be a pop-up shop. But so I'm at luziacrystals.com. So L-U-Z-I-A and then crystals, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S.com. And I'm on Instagram, luzia underscore crystals. And if you're on Spotify, I also have some beautiful music that is curated, like affirmations, meditations. It's not my voice because God knows I would not be good for meditation, but I curate it's a really nice playlist. I'd, I'd love, I'd love to hear from the listener. Say hi, reach out, tell me your story, how you connect with spirit. I'd love to hear the miracles, the signs, really whatever. I, I'm, I'm open to connecting. I'm a friendly person. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I am just so thankful that you came and that you're willing to share so Thank freely. you. And I know everyone's going to love listening. And I just feel really blessed. Thank you for thank you for this. And thank you for being a part of my world. Oh, thank you so much, Melissa. I'm smiling ear to ear. I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm so excited. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I will thank you so much. And for the listeners, where to find me, melissawhitemedium.com. There is a quiz that I've added on there. If you're looking to look at your sacred soul symbol, you just answer the questions and then you get to, you get to find out what your sacred soul symbol is. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. And I'll be posting some new events and some new courses coming out shortly and some mentorship options. The one-on-one -on -one mentorship is still happening. So if anyone is interested, you can check out the details on the website. And I would just leave you all with lots of love. And I really hope that this episode has touched you, touched your soul and helped you in, in some way. And until we meet again, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.